0: You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Welcome to Soupcast, coming to you from ArchaeoSoup Towers. By popular demand, we're taking selected videos from the ArchaeoSoup back catalogue and bringing them to you as convenient podcasts. As the name implies, with ArchaeoSoup, you get a bit of everything thrown into the pot. Archaeology, discussion, humour and debate. You can find out more at ArchaeoSoup.com. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our hearty helping of Archeo Soup. Did you know? Dreaming. Almost everyone dreams when they go to sleep, and some of us are lucky enough to remember our dreams after we wake. Dreams can be wonderful, a whole other world which is entirely our own, an escape, an oasis. But they can also be actually really rather scary. Most of us have had a nightmare at some point in our lives. Some people find dreams really useful for solving problems which they've been trying to tackle while awake. Animals dream too. Our dog Indy, for example, seems to dream of chasing things and playing. His feet move rapidly and he barks ever so gently in his sleep. And of course, at this time of year, many people are dreaming of a white Christmas. For many, the pioneer of the psychoanalysis of dreams was Sigmund Freud. However, people have always dreamed and been interested in what dreams mean. Around 3100 BC the Sumerians of Mesopotamia were certainly having dreams. We know from their writings that people paid close attention to dreams as potential sources of deep insight. They believed that a part of the soul actually visited other places in dreams, And in the incredibly famous epic poem of Gilgamesh, several dreams are recounted, their importance analysed as messages, potential insight into the future from the gods themselves. Good dreams were from the gods, bad dreams were sent by demons. The ancient Egyptians considered dreams to be very special. Some were even written down in the so-called book of dreams around 1200 BC more than a hundred dreams were written down and interpreted as good or bad. They also believed that dreams were often messages from the gods. Indeed they actually incubated these dreams in temples with special dreaming beds. If you had a problem you could go and sleep on it and maybe receive advice from the gods. The ancient Greeks shared similar beliefs and practices surrounding dreams. People would sleep in temples and shrines in hope of being visited by Morpheus, who would deliver warnings or messages from the divine. Aristotle also suggested that dreams were linked to the body and could be used, for example, by doctors to analyse a patient and understand what illness they had. Around the same time in China, the philosopher Chang Su was also thinking about dreams. He wrote once Chang Su dreamed that he was a butterfly. He fluttered about happily, quite pleased with the state that he was in, and knew nothing about Chang Su. But presently he woke and found that he was very much Chang Su again. Did Su dream that he was a butterfly, or was it the butterfly that dreamt he was Su? These sorts of questions are used to this day by neuroscientists to try and understand how the brain works. Obviously there are many more examples of the impact of dreams in the past, but this serves as a potent reminder that archaeology is only dealing with an aspect of the human condition. We deal with the physical, tools, bones, pots and rubbish, the remnants of the physical world, But in so many ways humans are not merely physical beings, we have entire worlds in our minds which are affected by and directly affect the physical world which archaeologists uncover. To quote Shakespeare, we are such stuff as dreams are made on, and our little life is rounded with a sleep.
1: Still recording on paper in the field? Hate having to process hundreds of site records when you get back to the office and would rather go straight to report writing and research? DigTech has the answer. Hi, I'm Chris Webster, founder of DigTech LLC, a disabled veteran-owned CRM firm and archaeological technology research and development firm. At DigTech, we're creating applications for smartphones and tablets that will increase efficiency in the field and will keep archaeologists doing what they love, archaeology, and will reduce the amount of busy work in the office. Some of what we do involves enhancing existing third-party applications that are already on the app stores. Use our consultation form on the website at www.digtech-llc.com forward slash tablet, and we'll help you figure out what digital solution is best for you. The cost of going digital is a lot less than you think, and once you do it, you'll wonder why you ever recorded on paper to begin with. Contact Chris over at DigTech, the parent company of the Archaeology Podcast Network, today, and let DigTech help you save paper, save time, save resources, and go digital. Now, back to the show.
0: This podcast episode has been produced by the Archaeology Podcast Network in collaboration with Archaeo Soup Productions.
1: Find out more podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.